Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I'm really excited to have a guest today with him or with us. I've seen him uh, as an adjudicator and clinician in the Pacific Northwest, and I've seen him um, in action and his students in action as a guest when he's hosted band festivals and his students run the things. It's flawless and absolutely wonderful. And so he's here to share some of his tips and tricks and all kinds of um, things that he has found that have been helpful to him in, um, in protecting his own wellness and sanity and building wonderful program and a community with his students that's remarkable. So I'm going to shut up now and I'd like to bring on board and welcome and ask him to introduce himself. Um, Edwin Powell from, uh, he's a director of bands, professor of music at Pacific Lutheran University. Edwin, thank you for making time for us today. Thank you, Leslie. It's nice to, uh, nice to be on. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about maybe why you became a teacher and what you do here so they can just get a little bit of background. Well, I became a teacher because I was quite honestly searching for something that was going to be meaningful. And uh, my my father was a high school history teacher, and 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 I just thought that he had a great you know kind of work life balance. He had a great schedule, uh, and he seemed to really be passionate about his topic. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm. I've been playing this trumpet for a long time, and maybe that's what I want to do. Maybe I want to be a band director. Little did I know that being a band director was a lot different than being a public school history teacher. <laughs> a little. Yeah. Just a little. So um, what kind of tip are you coming here with? I know you'll have several, but what's kind of the gist so folks know why they want to stay tuned? Well, knowing that this is more of a wellness uh, podcast and how do you how do you keep your own sanity through this insane process that we do? It, it's it's mainly about building culture around yourself that will help you in all the other things that aren't really told to you in, say, a, a classroom when you're learning how to become a band director. You know, so, for example, if you're um, your, your expertise is in teaching music and so, you know, all the pedagogies of all these instruments and, you know, uh, how to run an efficient rehearsal and you know how to how to efficiently study a score um, but you also have a million things to do that are logistical such as all the paperwork such as purchase orders such as how do you set up a room and how do you do all of these things and then by the way break the room down how do you do instrument maintenance how do you do all this other stuff that nobody really talks about yet will suck away all of your time if you do not build a system in place that takes care of those things and what you do is then oversee it as opposed to doing it yourself and we're such a do-it-ourself kind of culture uh that um that it becomes very hard for some people to realize that you have to rely on other people with a lot of trust to get things done and I think, Leslie, you've you mentioned that you see those things when you've come to our campus for a, uh, uh, you know, for an event of some kind, uh, and you see that I have an army of students running around taking care of things, and they're amazing at it. That way, I don't have to think about it. 
Absolutely. And the pride and ownership in, in there, they, they love it too. So they've clearly, clearly taken the ownership. Absolutely. And and th- look, they're, they're becoming music teachers themselves. So this is something that they at least have to have a very strong understanding of how to organize. And so, you know, my role has just been to organize the process as opposed to do it. And so therefore... I set people in place, I choose the right leaders, and I make sure that the team is ready to go. They understand their job, and they take, as you said, a great deal of pride into doing these things. And that's I see, it. I see a lot of parallels between, like you just said, you know, getting the right people in the right roles and teaching them what that looks like and all of those things. How isn't that's just like leading a band, right? Everybody's got a different role and blah, blah, blah. You want to help make sure that, you know, the trumpet player is somebody that can get us out. I mean, yeah, so many similarities. So this is like taking what you're doing on the podium and doing it because we're managing all that on a podium. Um, Yeah. You had some other examples that you uh, had given too. off the top of your head. Can you give a couple more examples or expand on some other ways you've used students um, or helped help had them help do some more things? Well, I, I mean, I always have a team of students. Um, you know, one is uh, is 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 forming the volunteers that for the things that you see that are outward. So uh, developing the team. Uh, but I always have somebody that's in charge of logistics. And so the logistics are things like, you know, how does the room get set up? Um, how does the room get torn down after that? Uh, who's responsible for doing those things? And each one of them sometimes comes at it a little bit different way, but they're in charge of those things. I also have to have I also have a, a librarian. And the librarian is gold, having somebody who will account for every piece of music that's passed out and will also make sure it gets returned. So how do we do that and how do we do that in an efficient way? Well, there's numbering systems, there's uh, barcode systems and things like that. But I always I, I always turn to my librarian and say, is everything in? And the answer is either yes or no. And if the answer is no, then we follow up and find out why. Uh, but uh, but to have to do all of that sorting yourself and have to do all of those other things, that's that's a nightmare. Um, fundraising. There's another one. What about the F word? Right. I mean, how do you, how do you fundraise? And, and if I could tell a story very young in my career, we had a terrifically successful fundraiser that is no longer legal, unfortunately, but it was a raffle. And we found an old 67 Mustang and it barely ran. And I had a, a team of parents who were, uh, you know, who were handy, get this car running and also give it a very, um, uh, simple but beautiful uh, new coat of paint and got this Mustang, a classic car, running so that we could raffle it off. We raffled it off for $2 a ticket and we sold at least $25,000 worth of tickets. And uh, and in the accounting, people would bring in money and, you know, and I would stash it in a box and and all of this. And then and then I would count it up at the end of the week. And 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 at one point. It looked like we were about $600 off and, and there was $600 less than what I thought was there. Well, what we ended up finding out was that um, so my the secretary of the uh, band parents organization came in and, and took some money away, didn't account for it. Well, OK, so I, I, that made me panic and I completely restructured my money taking system at that point. Obviously, there are multiple reasons why a band director might get into hot water, water with their administration. Money is probably the number one thing. And so, um, so I structured a, I don't touch money anymore. And, and I just said to the band parents, I said, we have to come up with a system where I don't touch it. 
I'm supposed to be teaching music. I am not an accountant and I'm not going to do that. And so by setting up a structure, I never had to do it again. And it was awesome. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I'm a recovering control freak. <laughs> aren't all of us band directors control freaks. So let's be real with these people that are listening today because it all sounds good, but they want it done just so. How, do you, how did you let go? How did you do that? I'm not, I, I won't say I'm very good at that. Um, the, uh, I let go because I learned to trust the people that I chose for those roles. And if you, you can oversee and you can ask a question, how's this going on and, uh, and how's this happening? And if they're taking care of it a little bit differently than you, then make sure that if they are not taking care of it properly in that it won't be accounted for properly, whether that be money or whether that be logistics or something else, then, then you can question that. However, I learned that there's a lot of smart people that do things differently than I do that do it really well. And you know, the trust is the hard part. You know, it's kind of like jazz improv, right? You've got a structure and you might say to them, this is the structure. Here's at the end of the day, what your goal is with the finances or whatever. Now you figure how to do it in a legal way and in a way that meets all the requirements, just like you want to stay in the court structure, but maybe you do a little other stuff. So, so yeah. So, so yeah. And, and, and once I, I mean, money was a big one, but once the money, I didn't have to worry about money anymore. That was one big stress level away from mm -hmm. me. And I could focus on how am I going to teach incantation and dance by John Bart's chance to my band as opposed to, oh, my God, I've got several hundred dollars in a strong box in my desk. You know, um, it, it's all that stuff is very distracting. And if you can focus on the things that you are particularly highly trained at. And if you finish a degree in music education, you are highly trained in the pedagogy of these instruments and how to how to put together a band and how to do these things and how to get them all to play together. There's a lot of other people that are highly trained in other things are very good at other things, and you don't need to be doing those things. You get a team around you that is going to help you because this is a community and that community has to have roles. And, and there are a lot of people that will very happily check out all the uniforms for you and very happily take all the measurements and very happily do all these things. And then, oh yeah, by the way, we need to order reads. So, okay, somebody will help you do that if you have the right structure in place. And like you said, they will happily do it. People want to help and contribute. Yes. And if you can, if I learned this the hard way, I would say, oh, I need band parents to get involved. But that could be overwhelming. Like, well, what if I show up at a meeting? Am I going to be chairman of some, you know? And so then I, I, I learned that to, to put out there, here's what I'll need, you know, data entry that can be done from a home computer. And I, I put all kinds of things out there so people could find where they fit in. Right. Um, and so I imagine that you must do something like that, talking about the jobs that need to be done and you and people that show interest. I mean, it's, it's probably a well-oiled machine by now, I'm guessing. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, 
As we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. It is. There's a structure in place, and I put the, I put together that structure. Um, but there, the, how you get to it's. I mean, it's like a roadmap. There's multiple avenues, right? And so somebody might take a slightly different path to get to the final destination. That's fine. Um, it, it is just learning to trust. And so I, I you know, when it comes to my student team, I, I, when we're getting ready for a uh, an event of some kind, I simply have meetings and ask questions. How's this going? How's that going? What's your plan for this? What's your plan for that? And so honestly, I can then take it away and I do not have to think about it because this is them. They want to do it and they want to do it well. And it's really great uh, when when you get that level of investment. Um, it, it yeah, it's it's really difficult at times to make sure that that happens. Uh, you have to ask the right people for the right roles, and and sometimes you have to not be afraid to replace them either. Yeah. Oh, we've all had. Well, those of us that have done this a while have been in that awkward situation. And I know that there's probably not anybody out there that doubts that what you're saying is true. And then they go, oh, it's overwhelming to think about where, what do I do? Do I have them do uniforms now? Because Edwin said uniforms. And, and we talked before this, the, you know, instead of being overwhelmed with all the things you could do, this would be a really good time to think about and notice if you're still in school or, you're, or whatever, what are the things or what were the things this past year that just sucked your energy so you didn't have it for the actual teaching and things you wanted? Instead of deciding you have to have a uniform manager now, think about what you need so that you can think about what to implement first. What's the first thing and second thing instead of doing it all at once? Because I'm sure you didn't just poof, have it all happen. There's something really important though, as well. You have to lead by example and they have to, they have to see that you are putting the work into the things that you said, this is what I'm really good at and what I'm going to do for you. And here's what I need help with. They have to see that you're putting that work in and that you're using the time that whatever, whoever your team is, is helping you put that work into that goal. So in other, in other words, we want uh, we want our music teacher to focus on teaching music. And so that has to do with learning music and that has to do with teaching techniques. They have to actually see that you're doing that work. If yeah. they if they think that you're you're taking all this extra time that you have and then you're going sitting in your lounge chair at home, then then that's not going to be very successful because you're not leading by example. Right. And that's how you build trust when Great. they can see that. Yeah. My gosh. Well, we've got just a minute or two left here. And I know because you work so closely with new or our future music educators, you've probably got more than just one tip. So at the end here, if you, you know, you talked about adaptability and you gave some great examples to me earlier. So if you want to leave us with a nugget or two for our, especially our newer teachers so that like they can, if they want to teach as long as you and I have been doing it, yeah. give them a little pointers here. Well, the first thing is uh, you, you have to do some something that is for you, just for yourself. Our jobs can be completely consuming. For me, it, it was I, I made a commitment to go to the gym and get some good exercise in. Um, and that I decided that I was doing for myself only. And I think that's super important. What is it that really makes you happy? And that could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be exercise. Um, so 
find that. And the other thing is realize that today's students are no longer they're, they're no longer a leadership from the top down does not work anymore. And so you can't just tell a student to do something and expect that they'll do it. Some will do it, but others will not. So what you have to do is you have to have and figure out group buy in. So what is it that your message? If I tell Leslie, you need to go practice for two hours in order to get this better. How much are you really going to do that unless you want to do that? All right. So it's more a matter of what it is the students will buy into. And so what, what are these group goals that you could have? And so the, I, my favorite thing is the, is, is the, the idea of, um, of, of somewhat tricking them into being motivated. How do you motivate somebody uh, that doesn't want to be motivated? Well, you can't. They have to want to be motivated. Well, how do you how do you teach them how to be motivated? You trick them into it, and usually it's their peers. If the peers, if all together you come up with a group goal, people are going to want to be a part of that community more. And so, if they see their peers doing it, and they see that you're leading it. They'll want to do it um, and, and they don't want to let their friends down. And so if the expectation is that the trumpets are going to put in a sectionally every week on Friday afternoons, so and so shouldn't just go off and do something else because they don't feel like it today. Uh, it's, a, it's an idea of, of, of creating a culture where this is how we work and this is what's going to get us to the achievement that we want. And that achievement's fun. So. To me, if I was learning to, you know, if I was trying a young teacher today, I think learning to be very adaptable in a very quickly changing landscape, um, knowing that if something, try something new, and if it doesn't work, try something different. And look at the things that do work and begin to put that into the bag. Um, and then build that, you know, from there. And, and you know, this is all about, it's, this is, it's about the education of students and stuff, about the idea of, of using music in order to create better human beings. And by doing that, we have to have their cooperation. Learning is not a one-way street where we just pour our knowledge into these people and then they have it. They have to be active participants. And how do we get them to do that? How do we convince them that this is worth it? Well, that's changing. And we have to change with it. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be pretty frustrated. And, uh, and uh, all of our anxious control freaky you know, uh, stuff is going to start coming up again. And we just that's have to when it, if it's not working, do something different. Yep, and that will be good advice for your entire career because what works this year might not work in a couple of years. So that's a constant state of flow and noticing. And the whole thing comes about observing and being aware of what I'm doing and what's happening as a result of that. So I just really want to thank you, Edwin Powell, for joining us today on this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And I want to thank all you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music, music education every single day. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.